Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker, and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much, guys, for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes. Today, I am so excited to have the lovely Angie Cho with us today. So Angie, if you don't know, is an architect and feng shui educator. She's guided thousands of people to harmonize their living spaces through the ancient practice of feng shui. Angie is the feng shui expert at The Spruce, co-founder of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School, co-host of the Holistic Spaces podcast and owner of Angie Chow Architect. Angie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Emma. So nice to see you. Oh, you too. Likewise, I'm so excited to talk all things home and feng shui today. I am such a big fan of feng shui and the home myself. Um, my, I'm, I'm obsessed with design and interior. So I am so excited to learn so much from you today. But before ah. we before we get into the juicy questions about feng shui I just wanted to ask you a question that I ask every guest who comes on the podcast so when did you spiritually awaken what's your story uh so thank you for asking so I would say you know I studied feng uh sorry I studied studied architecture and I was in design and I was working in New York and was really quite unhappy And I was in my late 20s in my Saturn return. And I just couldn't believe that this was what life was about, just getting up, going to work. And architects work really long hours from like nine to midnight sometimes. And um, 
I was really just so unhappy and really depressed. And so we took this trip with some, uh, with a good friend to Thailand and just by chance, we met a Reiki practitioner and I didn't even know what Reiki was, but my friend and I decided to have a session with him and I had a huge epiphany and I realized that I needed to change my life and I really needed to start looking more in, internally and examining things and look into spirituality. So I came back to New York City and I started studying yoga and meditation. And then after my eyes were opened to spirituality, I realized, you know, how do I actually bring this into what I do every day? We spend so much time working. And so naturally that led me to feng shui. But then when I started studying, I was so delighted to discover that there was so much more to it. And I think with most people and with whatever you do and whatever you love, when you dive deep, it really becomes quite a rich and nuanced practice. So, so it just completely resonated with me. Mm, I can imagine. And it's like those epiphany moments, a bit like when I found the law of attraction and manifestation, like you're like, wow, okay, I want to know everything about this topic. I want to dive into it. I want to know everything. Um, So that's amazing how Feng Shui found you. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So for anybody who's listening to this podcast, who, you know, all of us hopefully have a home, but may not know what Feng Shui is, they may think, you know, I know about putting crystals in my home, or, you know, I know about putting XYZ somewhere. But what is Feng Shui? And where does it originate from? So Feng Shui is an ancient art that comes from China. Although many, many cultures, almost every culture has some kind of geomantic practice where they look at how to position themselves in their space to receive the most energy to be in the safest location. And so Feng Shui just, uh, it's, you know, Feng Shui developed in China and influenced you know, China is a huge country and was quite influential. So it influenced all throughout Asia. And although maybe the dictionary definition of feng shui would be about looking at the flow of energy in your home to create more support and to be able to optimize your life, I have my own definition of feng shui based on my understanding and my focus on meditation and spiritual practice, I look at feng shui as a mindfulness of spaces about starting to open your eyes, slowing down and paying attention to your environment and your home and recognizing that you are interconnected and interdependent with the spaces around you. And in turn, we're not separate that we can um, that we're all integrated. And how do we look at the bigger picture? How do we look at how do um, be more mindful of our environment, but also how do we create a space that actually um, makes us happy rather than creates more more difficulty for us? Mm. And I think that's such a 
key element that a lot of people really struggle with is you know they might have quite small spaces or they might have more challenges with those spaces so they're like okay how can I optimize this space how can I make it more flowing and I think it's really amazing when you actually look into feng shui how just really simple things can just really change a space and really help that energy or chi flow um and really just yeah like create so much more abundance and um I read a book really recently called The Happy Home and it was just wild, like learning. I'm probably going to pronounce this awfully. Is it the guayas? The guayas? Guas. Guas, that's it. Um, of your home. And like, I never knew any of this. And it was great because it, it showed me like what areas of my home are best for prosperity and abundance, what's best for relationships. And it really made me think, oh my God, like what artwork do I have in that area? What crystals do I have in that area? What could I spruce up? And it's really weird. Well, it's not weird. It's great because it's manifestation, but it's funny how just simply changing a few things in those areas can really make the world of difference in your living space because we spend so much time in our homes so it makes sense that we need to create that flow of energy and that flow of abundance and I think people often just think oh it's just decor it's just um imagery or artwork but actually you know yes those things are relevant but it's also like you say the positioning and how to utilize that space as well so how can we use feng shui to manifest our dreams Angie? Well I think that the first step is to recognize how important your space is and to, uh, to your point that it's not necessarily about decor or how things look. Look, there's often a misconception that you need, I don't know where this comes from, but people think, you need, do you need a lot of money to ha- have good feng shui? And it's, it's, it's not. Whether you have a small space or a large space, you can... Um, create what you want and do the best with what you have and recognize that. And, and even a small room can be a palace if you have the intention, right? So um, to manifest your dreams, I think, you know, I was listening to one of your prior episodes when you talked about slowing down. And I think one of the main things that feng shui allows us to do and most spiritual practices encourage is for us to slow down and start to notice and be mindful of our, of our environment, whether that's our inner environment or, or our outer environment, which are not actually separate. And that's what feng shui is about. It's not a separate thing. And so when we can slow down, we can start to see that there are messages from the phenomenal world that we want that we can hear, that we could receive from. So part of, I think, manifesting your dreams is to know what your dream is, to listen to what's inside, to acknowledge what makes your heart sing. And often that may shift. Like when I started studying feng shui, I had so many ideas of what my dreams were and they continually change. And sometimes I, I usually get what I want. And then I say, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to give that back. I, you know, it's not really, I'm always finessing it. So, so to manifest your dreams, you begin to look at your environment and see that even maybe, like you said, placing something, you have the power to maybe place a crystal with intention in one area of your room. And then you can observe and see what happens and then see what else happens in that area of the room and how that reflects uh, how that reflects 
what you want in your life. And one really um, straightforward way to look at how to manifest your dreams is a principle in feng shui called the command position. And it's about how to locate yourself in your spaces, specifically if we're going to talk about um, like manifesting something regard in regards to our personal growth or career, let's say your desk, right? And we, uh, or your bed also, because your bed represents you and it's your most private area. So when you set yourself up when you're lying in bed or you're sitting at your desk, so your back is to the door, you're actually um, elevating your levels of your your fight fight or flight. You're elevating your adrenals. You're making yourself more stressed out. And it could be very subtle, but all of those things um, create obstacles to manifesting our dreams. And and we're literally turning away from our dreams because in feng shui, our doors represent how opportunities come to us. So when your back is to the door, you're turning your back to what can what can walk in through your door, what opportunities you never knew, what dreams you um, you could see happen in your life, and so simply changing your position in a room physically can change your position in a light your life metaphorically and energetically, so you can begin to see clearly, see your be aware of your environment, and then see. Oftentimes, naturally, the universe will show you what path to take. Mm. And it's interesting you say that because my my office desk is with my back to the door and I'm like, oh crap, how am I going to reschedule <laughs> my whole office? So my back isn't to the door now. But when you're on your podcast, you're are you facing? facing yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm facing. So normally I'm facing the other way. And then, yeah, when I'm facing the podcast, I'm facing the door, which is great. But it's interesting because I actually love working from bed too. And I have to be honest with that. My creativity flows so much. So like all my books, everything I do, like really creative is created in bed. And oh, wow. I feel like, God, that's so lazy. Like people must think that's really lazy. But now you say it, I'm like, well, actually a lot of those opportunities I come in when that door's facing me, not when I'm here at that desk with my back turned to it. So it's interesting you say that. And I'm sure so many people listening will be so intrigued by all of this because it's it's funny, isn't it? And I remember um, when I learned what my corner of prosperity and abundance was, um, it was actually the other side of the bed that I don't sleep in. So obviously like that bedside table is just, you know, decorative, but it's nothing special because I don't sleep that side. Mm-hmm. Um, and my partner's in here at weekends. So, you know, I don't make a big fuss about it but as soon as I put like citrine crystals um I put um oh what's the goddess called Lakshmi I put a photo of her in there um and some other things oh my god how that changed the abundance um just from doing really small things so I think it's great that you don't have to sometimes upheave your whole room location um and change everything even just small things can really promote that abundance as well which leads me on to a question I'm sure is on everybody's lips listening is how can feng shui help us to attract abundance So I think what you offered or your experience is one of the simple ways to look at feng shui and see how you can use it to attract abundance. So there's that um, bagua that you referred to and the bagua means eight areas and a gua is an area. And so one of those guas is related to abundance, but there's also many different levels to it. It's related to self-worth. It's related to your 
how you value yourself. It's related to your confidence. And that is um, like, say we're going to look at your bedroom. You would stand in the doorway of your bedroom looking in and the far left corner is typically your, your abundance area. And that's great that you noticed there was, um, it was an area that wasn't having much activity and was maybe a little bit neglected because it wasn't necessarily in your daily view, but now, but now you've taken the time and with some intention offered things that are precious and that relate to your definition and your, um, your, the way that you view abundance in the world. So, so that's really like as simple as it can get, you can put something there like citrine because citrine represents abundance and prosperity and, or Lakshmi, who's a goddess of prosperity, or you could also put something very simple, like a plant. And one trick that I really like, well, there, well, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. One reason why a plant is great there, because that area is related to the wood element and wood is about growth, new beginnings and fresh starts. And it brings in nature and nature spirits into your home. And so bringing in a living green plant and putting it in that area, if you have, you know, the means to take care of it and there's enough light in that corner, you can bring in this metaphor of growth and slow and steady growth because you have to really tend to a plant and it's not going to go from a small plant to a big plant very quickly, but you can see how it can flourish based on your attention and how much love you give it. It's like a living thing that you have to take care of a little bit, just like your feeling, your self-esteem, your feelings of confidence. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. So your value, your abundance, all of that needs to be tended to and nurtured, and then you can have slow and steady growth. And one little trick that I've been adding in recently too is um, instead of necessarily buying a new plant, 
you don't want to reuse a plant or take a plant from somewhere else in your home, because then that's bringing the same energy. But you can talk to your friends, especially any friends or colleagues or a mentor, maybe that you have, they like plants. And you really um, look to them as a great example of someone who has abundance in their life. And you can ask them for a cutting. And then that cutting of their plant has a little bit of their chi, their energy. And that's kind of like a little starter for you to take their chi, not to take their chi, but to receive some of their offered chi. And then you can put in your love and allow it to flourish. I love that. What a lovely idea. And like you say, it saves going out and buying a different plant. And it means that growth and that energy can come in through that cutting, which is lovely. I love that. Awesome. And any other tips for creating abundance in the home in general, like any do's or don'ts? Um, there, there's also an area that relates to your wealth and abundance. It's your stove because your stove is how you nourish yourself. And that's, if you can be healthy and nourish, then you can do well in the world. I think we all learned through these last few years, how important our health is. Like I got, I actually got COVID the first week of lockdown and you know, you didn't know, we didn't know what was going on. And I was like, am I going to die? What's happening? Right. So, um, I really started to realize because I was sick for quite some time, how I couldn't do anything because I was sick. And that was the first time I felt any kind of chronic illness. So um, our health is so important. So when we are at our stove, we can recognize that this represents, um, this is a part of our home and something in our home that nourishes us and to give it a lot of loving care, keep it clean, keep it in working order, um, make sure all the burners work. Sometimes people, oh, I think in England, you guys call it a cooker, right? Yeah, we use both. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have a client that's English and he says like cupboard, cupboard and cooker and things like that. And then, uh, so, um, cupboards then, huh? What do you call a oh, cupboard? I think we, ca- we call them cabinets and closets. Wow. I never knew that. I thought cupboards was like a universal term. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do say cupboard, but it's more often we say cabinets, like uh-huh. the kitchen cabinets. Yeah. And then closets, but he called, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. He's talking about the cabinets. He keeps saying cupboards. <laughs> you must have a right game trying to translate all the different sayings across the world. Uh, it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. So, um, he, uh, so, okay. So, uh, oh, oh so the cooker <laughs> or the stove or your, uh, where you have your burners. So one thing is, of course, you want to keep them clean, make sure they're all working because if you, one is in disrepair, it means that there is part of your wealth that needs addressing. And then on top of that, the more burners, the more wealth. So you could even use a mirror to double your burners, like set up a mirror in such a way that it can reflect the image of your burners. And then you kind of attract more wealth. And of course you do this with the intention. You put up the mirror and you know that you're putting it so you can double your burners. So you have the opportunity to nourish yourself more and then my other suggestion is to um, bring some mindfulness into it. So now that you know that this is what your stove represents, because, you know, when you cook, you're actually putting your energy into the food that you cook, right? 
So you want to bring in positive energy. So, you know, like the commanding position is also really great for the stove too, to be able to see the door without facing, without being directly in line with the door, because when your back is to the door while you're cooking, you have that elevated um, fight or flight response, and you're actually putting that into your food. So what you could do like at your desk as well, and at the stove, if you can't change the location, you can put a mirror so you can see behind you, like a little convex mirror. But the mindfulness aspect of the stove is, um, so do you, Emma, do you have a favorite burner? Do you know what? I was actually thinking about this when you were talking about it. I was like, oh, I don't use the favorite, like I don't use all of the burners. I tend to use the middle one. So I think it's got five on it all together and I use the middle one. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, five is great. That's a lot of burners. Mm. I have five as well. I upgraded from four when I did my renovation, <laughs> but, um, so that's something to think about. Most people have a favorite burner that they use all the time and why not expand your chi and expand your opportunities for wealth by taking a moment every day, going up to your stove and instead of just beelining to your straight, your, you know, your favorite burner, why not like take a moment and you can go to that favorite burner, but maybe you say, oh, maybe I'll try this burner, see how this is working. And then that starts to create new patterns, new neural pathways to start to open up your mind to things that maybe have been right in front of your face, like those phenomenal, um, the messages from the phenomenal world, like messages your home has to tell you. You start to receive them because you can see clearly. Otherwise, we're just speeding by and ignoring everything. So, so by simply taking a moment every day, going to your stove, deciding what you want to do rather than just following your mindless like routine and then just using it. And that's like a little way to, to change your habits. I love it. So we're all going to be using our different burners now on our stoves, getting those mirrors in to reflect those burners. Um, Cause like you say, a lot of like, I'm trying to think of like all the houses I've lived in, like my friend's houses, my parents' house, all the backs are to the door. Like you say, when you're mm -hmm. cooking. So having that mirror there is probably going to help so many people, like you say, be able to reflect that abundance and create more abundance at that stove. It's not the first time I've heard of that stove actually being really abundant. So I, my reminder to get on it, Angie. So um, okay. what are your top tips for starting with Feng Shui? So if people are listening to this and this is like so fascinating and interesting, where would you suggest starting? So a great place to start is your entry, the entry to your home, your entry to your home, we call it the mouth of chi and chi is life force energy. And that's where all the energy from the outside world comes into your space in your life. So the entry can be a place that is neglected a little bit. Like when's the last time you uh, cleaned the outside of your door mm -hmm. or, or cleaned the frame around your door or shook out your welcome mat, all of those things, um, give attention and give energy to that area of the home. And your entry is like your face to the, your face to the world. And it's also the last place that you see before you go out into the world. So it greatly influences you. And the first thing that you see when you come back. So take the time and look at how you can, um, you know, spruce up your entry, like clean it, give some attention to it, sweep the areas, sweep the chi, and then also make sure you can open the door all the way properly. A lot of people put 
a lot of stuff behind their door and they can't open the door all the way because that entry is the mouth of cheats where all the energy comes in. And if you have so much stuff behind your door that you can't open the door all the way, it means that only a percentage of small, a smaller portion of the energy can come to you because you've actually closed the, um, you've closed the pathway for the cheater to come into your life because you, you can't open the door all the way. So you want to really enhance your front door. And then another thing you can do at your front door is create a little bit of protection as well. So with crystals, I love to have maybe a piece of black tourmaline on each side of the door with the intention that it's going to um, clear and transmute anything that's challenging or not in your best interest and not in, not in your highest good, uh, not allowing those things to come into your home, but only allowing what will support you. Mm, amazing. And like, I definitely agree with the um, front entrance because this was a challenge in that book I was reading. And I'd never, I've lived in this house five years. I'd never cleaned the front, like the outside <laughs> of the front door. I just assumed that the window cleaner was doing it, to be honest. So when I got there with my sponge and water, I was like, oh my God, this is awful. So the door is now clean. The windows are clean on the inside as well. And basically I had some like artwork to the side, just where my door is. Um, and somebody else who came on the podcast was saying about getting some artwork where it was like flowing in instead of having like a rigid or like something which would signify blocks. You'd want like a nice flowing river or something like that. So I spent hours online trying to find some artwork of this hours, Angie. And I finally found something that I thought represented a really nice flow. It felt very monochrome, very like me, very like what I loved in this home, very neutral ordered it and then shared it to all my mates and was like right what do you think and some were like yeah great others like not sure and I was like "Mm, I'm not sure anyway have you watched Stranger Things Angie (laughs) have I sorry say that again have you watched Stranger Things oh no I haven't one you have to it's epic and secondly you're probably not going to know what I'm on about here but for anybody listening I watched the final episode and basically Vecna the bad guy he opened up these portals and the shape of the portals was the shape of this artwork and I screenshotted it and sent it to people I was like I can't unsee this now so I now have Vecna's portals in my freaking entrance I can't have this at all so I tuned into the energy of the home she wasn't happy I wasn't happy so I went and ordered a new piece of artwork and I love it now but I couldn't believe it after all of that hours of searching I happened to get something that now reminds me of Vecna's portals and <laughs> it, it was not good she I'll tell you that <laughs> oh my I'll have to look at that but but that's actually like really great because it maybe your maybe your home really wanted you to touch in and and actually talk directly and check in directly saying, and that was like the message from the universe telling you, look, I want you to talk to your home and ask your home what you need, what what you need and what it needs. Absolutely. And I think that's been a game changer as well, because I'd never done that before. So communicating and like talking to the home was like a weird, weird thing, but great, because I realized like we are friends and like we do have that harmonious relationship. And, you know, it was great to have that feedback of, yeah, change that artwork. It's not serving us, which was good. And now it feels very good. So it was a, a happy conclusion to my artwork fiasco. My last question to you today then, Angie, is what is one piece of life advice that you would like to leave my lovely listeners with? 
I would say that the one piece of life advice that I would leave for the listeners is to start to recognize that your connection to your home is really important and find that area of your home that you have neglected. Some area that you know that you're ignoring. And then you can pay attention, like you can use the Bagua map and maybe I'll send you, um, I have a link to like a free download for the Bagua map and how to use it. So if your listeners don't know how to use it, they can, they can use this and see what area of the Bagua map this neglected space is in and then start to meditate and reflect upon what that could mean in your life and, and be curious about it. Like if you have a neglected area in your wealth corner, right? Maybe that means that there's part of your wealth and abundance that you're not looking at. Maybe there's a leakage that you're not noticing. Maybe there's an opportunity that's been in front of you that you, you've been ignoring. Or if it's in your relationship area, which is the opposite corner, like in your bedroom, if you're looking in, it would be the far right corner. Maybe there's, if you're, if you're looking for a partner, maybe there's someone that's always been there that you've been neglecting and haven't seen, or maybe you're, there's parts of your existing relationship that need a little bit more love. So these are great like indications and messages, like your, your home clearly gave you a message, right? And um, these are ways that you can slow down and hear what your home has to say and learn from the world and learn from your home and learn from the universe, what it is that you specifically need to do and what you're ready to open up to so that you can move to the next level in your life. I love that. Amazing. And yes, we will include that link to the downloadable in the show notes so you can go and have a look at that and go and spruce up these areas. And I know what it's like. I'm an avid declutterer. I'm a Virgo. So I'm literally like on it every season. I'm like declutter, sort through, minimalism, clear surfaces. But even I have corners and drawers that I just don't look at and I'm like I'll deal with that another time so that definitely is going to help me as well thank you Angie so where can my lovely listeners find out more about your work if they want to dive into this more Angie uh they can go to my website holisticspaces.com or check me out on Instagram at Angie Cho amazing and tell us about your book as well you've got out Oh, yes. So I have a book called Holistic Spaces, 108 Ways to Create a Mindful and Peaceful Home. And it's 108 simple tips to apply feng shui principles and mindful principles to your home. And I'm actually working on a new book that's going to come out next year. So I'll have to tell you about it then. Yes, please do. We're so excited. Well, thank you so much, Angie, for coming on today and telling us all these amazing top tips and tools. I'm going to implement all of them after this call. So I'm sure everybody else listening is like, right, I'm going to go clean that front door. I'm going to be looking at my stove. So um, thank you so much. It's been so great learning all of this. And now we can all create so much abundance and joy in our homes. Thank you so much, Angie. Thank you. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes. I really hope you've enjoyed Angie and I's conversation today. As always, you can find a clickable link to Angie's work in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching, my videos, or anything else that I have to offer, you can find it all at emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. 
Don't forget you can also join me in my free law of attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fabulous week whatever you're up to and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week. Lots of love. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.